you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. And another Monday edition of Move the Sticks is off and running as the L.A. Rams still basking in the glow of the Vince Lombardi Trophy as Super Bowl champions following the biggest and most dramatic season we've ever seen here in the NFL. But now, though, that drama shifting to the draft, shifting to offseason acquisitions, and we're all here for it. Hello, everybody. Rhett Lewis here with our former NFL scouts, lead draft analyst Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks. Ready to rock and roll here, guys. I feel refreshed. I'm all charged up while you guys have been, you know, Bucky's been on the all-star circuit. DJ's been burning the midnight oil, watching all these prospects, trying to get ready for the combine. I just uh, had a couple of days to kick back on the beach. So you guys good with all that? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm trying to grind out these tight ends and Rhett's hunting for turtles, Buck. I mean, we each have our cross to bear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, rest and recover is yeah. a big part of getting ready. So Rhett is on it. 
look, I just wanted to make sure that you guys got the best of me from now until the first week in May, okay? So I'm here for it, all of it, ready to go, all gas, no breaks. Let's kick this thing off with the big three. I know there's no games, but we still have some big storylines to cover, like one developing in Indianapolis, where multiple reports are talking about a likelihood that the Colts will move on from Carson Wentz after one Season after one season, reuniting Carson with Frank Reich there in Indianapolis. Actually had a pretty good statistical season, but down the stretch was not great. Just one out of his final four games, he had a completion percentage above 60 and passing yards over 200. So now we're left to see what uh, could be next year for Carson. Here's what the Colts had to give up to get him. The first-round pick, that because of the playtime, 75% more of the snaps in 2021. So they had to give up the first-round pick, which means the Eagles now have three first-round picks. Um, and then they also had to give the Eagles a third-round pick. DJ, let's start right here. What does this signal to you if Carson Wentz is – out of Indy after one year with the guy heralded as the one who could reinvigorate his career in Frank Reich. Yeah, yeah no, I, to me, it's not a great sign in terms of your value uh, around the league. When you look at Frank Reich, who's invested in Carson Wentz, has seen him at his absolute best, and here you are one year, and they're looking to get out of this relationship. So that's not going to help the value. I think it's important for folks to remember uh, when everybody's talking about, oh, the Rams went and bought a championship or they mortgaged the future, which I disagree with. Uh, those trades, when you make those trades, they're not slam dunks. And that is an example of, hey, you take your big swing uh, that didn't work out, and now they're going to turn the page quickly. Yeah, I'm surprised that they're so willing to turn the page because when you look at the numbers, Carson Wentz certainly played at a level that should have been good enough for the Colts to get into the postseason. Completed over 62% of his passes, 27 to 7 touchdown to interception ratio, and his passer rating was 94, which is, look, a little bit above the Mendoza line. That's good enough. And I understand that um, outsiders and Colts fans wanted him to play better, particularly down the stretch, and that they were kind of all in to be a Super Bowl team. But normally, it takes guys a couple years to sell into the system. I think he should get another year at Indy because it's so cost prohibitive. And who's going to play quarterback for him going forward? Well, that, that's the best. That's the best part of this thing. Like, all right, you get rid of Carson, but like, then what? Right? They don't have a first round pick. I think the thinking, though, guys, to kind of bring this full circle, though, is they look at this, and this is from the owner all the way down to that personnel department and that coaching staff. Is this is maybe his most quarterback friendly room as there is in the league? When you look at the offensive line, you look at Jonathan Taylor. It's, it's going to be pretty easy. You know what coverages you're going to get on a week-in and week-out basis because of the loaded box to stop Jonathan Taylor. So I don't think they feel like it's very difficult, um, you know, if you could say such a thing. It's very difficult to play quarterback in this setup they have in Indy. Yeah, I still think it comes down to who else is on the market that they can bring in, whether it's draft or free agency or via trade. I just wonder who is the guy that they believe is going to be the upgrade in 2022 over Carson Wentz just makes it skeptical because you saw how invested Frank Reich was in the reclamation project. To me, this speaks of the owner being impatient and not necessarily liking what Carson Wentz was bringing to the table. Yeah, I mean, look, they drafted Sam Ellinger, um, but I, I, I think at this point, way too early to, to know whether he's you know in line to, to start games for them uh, next year. So there's, there's a lot left to be decided there with how they move on from Carson Wentz, if they do, and then what they do to replace him. Let's move on to the next story here of our big three, and that takes us to Pittsburgh, where the Steelers 
have hired Brian Flores, the former Dolphins head coach, of course was fired in Miami uh, this offseason coaching cycle here. It has now been hired in Pittsburgh as a senior defensive assistant and linebackers coach, but of course is still pursuing his class action lawsuit against the league and against three league clubs. In fact, his attorneys have said that while Coach Flores is now focused on his new position, he will continue with his race discrimination class action so that real change can be made in the NFL. And as we look at what this means for Pittsburgh and how they are reshaping their defense now, Bucky, without Keith Butler, who's been there for so long as their defensive coordinator, what does all this tell you about what Mike Tomlin is trying to do on defense in Pittsburgh? Uh, He's going in a different direction in terms of the way this team has always operated on defense. Tara Lawson has been elevated to the defensive coordinator role. Brian Flores comes over as a senior defensive assistant. And to me, it signals that the Steelers want to change the way they go after people. This is a team that has forever lived in the zone blitz. And then with Mike Tomlin coming over, they did some traditional Tampa 2 stuff on occasion. Well, now you have Terrell Lawson, who has a background from the Baltimore Ravens, complexity, high aggressiveness, bringing pressure all over. And then Brian Flores, the multiplicity of what they used to do in New England, you put all of this together, it's going to be a new way of attacking offenses for the Steelers, and maybe it will create more chaos, more turnovers, more big plays as this team shifts with a new quarterback in tow. Yeah, I'll be fascinating to watch how they build that defense, and we'll get into the offense for the Steelers a little bit later on. Uh, but guys, I could kind of see a philosophical shift or almost a mirroring to another team inside that division with the Baltimore Ravens. They have forever played with a pocket quarterback. We'll get to what they could do later on in the show. Uh, I think things are going to change with them. I think this is going to be a defensive dominant team um, and try and get a little more athletic on the offensive side of the ball. But it is going to be fun. I know one thing, having having the ability to coach T.J. Watt is going to help. I can promise you that. That dude is the best edge rusher in the NFL right now. Yeah, let me ask you this, uh, Bucky, as you look at th- – there are some premier like defensive minds now accumulating on that staff. You mentioned, obviously, with, with Flores coming over and Terrell Austin, who had been defensive coordinator in Detroit for Jim Caldwell for a couple of years, had some really good units there. And then, of course, Mike Tomlin's background as well. Like, I, How do you see them all kind of coming together to kind of cumulatively improve what we've seen in Pittsburgh these last couple of years? Well, look, there's not a lot that you necessarily have to improve on defense, but I think you can be a little more aggressive. You can see Brian Flores bringing some of that cover zero stuff to also go along with the various fronts and blitzes that you see from Terrell Austin as he uses the Baltimore Ravens playbook at times, too. Okay, guys, we're going to put the AFC North in the body shop today. So the Steelers, one of the four teams we're going to talk about, uh, some moves they can make this offseason to make another push uh, into the 2022 season. Uh, As for the NFC North... Minnesota Vikings giving us the final official head coaching hiring of this cycle, naming Kevin O'Connell, the Rams offensive coordinator, as the new head coach for the Minnesota Vikings, teaming up there with Kwesi Adolfo Mensah, the new general manager of the Minnesota Vikings. And so Kevin O'Connell leaves L.A. and now heads to Minnesota. Uh, And with that, DJ, uh, there was obviously there's a lot of talk about Kirk Cousins now. What does this mean for him? And it sounds like that they are all in moving forward, trying to build an offense around Kirk Cousins, try to get this very talented team back into the postseason here. 
Yeah, anybody that's under the Kyle Shanahan tree, which is what you would say with Kevin O'Connell, that you 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 definitely love Kirk Cousins. It's part of membership is that you have to profess <laughs> your love for Kirk Cousins. So I this is great for Kirk. I think they're going to get an opportunity uh, to really find a, a good match scheme wise. It'll make him very comfortable, and I think we'll see. You know, I know a lot of people don't love Kirk Cousins. I think we'll see the best of Kirk Cousins. I think he's been a good player. I think he'll take his level of play with the weapons around him and now with this this play caller and this scheme that fits him. I think we'll see the best of Kirk Cousins. Yeah, look, I'm more interested in uh, how Kevin O'Connell handles more responsibilities because not only is he becoming a first-time play caller, but he's doing it while managing the entire team. I like what they've done in terms of bringing older coaches on the defensive side of the ball around him, Mike Pettin, Ed Donatil, to handle that side of the ball. But it's a huge adjustment going from being kind of like the behind-the-scenes voice that is putting together the offense to being the front man of this entire team. It'll be interesting to see how Kevin O'Connell does it because it's a lot on his plate and you just wonder how quickly can he shift to managing the play calling while also overseeing the entire operation. I'll say one thing I do not like about this hire is the fact that Bucky and I scouted Kevin O'Connell come out of San Diego State, and it makes you start to feel really old uh, when you go back and look at scouting reports of players that are now NFL head coaches. Uh, I am right there with you. I covered him in his first training camp in New England uh, as a a local reporter in Boston, so I get it, man. Uh, It's all coming full circle now. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring – your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position 
warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. It's time. It's time to open up the body shop. Let's get that Bengals truck or minivan in there, and let's figure out what's going on with Zach Taylor's crew. Picking 31st in the first round in the draft for the first time in, like, decades, obviously, as uh, Super Bowl runner-ups, if you will, uh, the AFC champions. So let's start here, DJ, with what's quite obvious in Cincinnati, and that is we need to improve that offensive line. How do we do it for the Bengals? I guess if we're a body shop, we're talking, you know, brakes, seatbelts, airbags, uh, anything you can do to try and protect (laughs) Joe Burrow. That's what you got to do. To me, look, this is a throw all your resources at this problem. If at the end of this offseason, they have done nothing but just simply address the offensive line. In my opinion, I think in most people's opinions, it'd be a success. And that needs to happen. A combination of free agency, if there's any trades that present themselves and the draft. Now in the draft, I, I think, you're going to see these offensive linemen go flying off the board uh, early in this draft. That's why, to me, I'd like to have some of my business taken care of in free agency so I don't have three or four spots to fill because this offensive line buck needs a massive overhaul. Yeah, the offensive line needs a massive overhaul. And I think they can take a page from the Kansas City Chiefs playbook and not only address it in free agency, but then double down and add some pieces in the draft. What you want to do is throw enough resources at the offensive line that Joe Burrow feels protected, that the offensive line continues to be, the the offense continues to be the best part of the team. But I also think that you have to address the secondary. We saw in the biggest games, sometimes they're not going to be able to hold up in coverage. Adding another corner, an elite corner, someone that can lock up and play man-to-man without the assistance of the safety will help. Because remember, James Betcher is coming over to help his old buddy, Lou Amarumo, Anarumo, to coordinate his defense, I think you'll see more aggressiveness, and I think that will need, lead to more man-to-man coverage on the back end. you got to have corners who can play uh, in space by themselves. I would add one one other thing, too. I, I think this offseason, C.J. Uzama, to me, I know he was hurt at the end of the year and in the Super Bowl, he gutted it out. But to me, that's a must-re-sign. He is a free agent. They're probably going to have to use their franchise tag on Jesse Bates, a talented safety. C.J. Uzama is probably going to get out to the market. But, man, he's got a nice chemistry with Joe Burrow. He's a leader. Uh, that, to me, would be high on the to-do list. Yeah, I would agree there. I mean, look, I don't think anybody expects Jesse Bates to not be on the Cincinnati Bengals team one way or another franchise tag, long-term deal down the road, whatever they figure it out. He's he's the leader of that group. And, and yeah, some homegrown corners might be something to look at there uh, in the draft, but got to get the offensive line deal figured out first. Okay, let's stay in the AFC North here. Let's send the Browns into the body shop. And, guys, I think this is a really unique opportunity uh, for the Browns here because we're talking about a team that maybe if you combine where they're picking in the first round at 13th with the talent on the roster, like, DJ, I'm feeling pretty good about what the Browns can do to get back into the postseason this offseason. 
Yeah, you guys remember during the season, I was touting this as the most talented roster in the NFL if you just went one through 53. Now, they had some injuries, most notably to the quarterback and Baker Mayfield. And that, to me, is the number one thing on the offseason agenda, just making sure he gets healthy and gets right. Because when I stack up Baker Mayfield, faults and all, and I stack him up with this quarterback class, guys, I, I don't see an obvious upgrade available to the Cleveland Browns. So I think they are going to run it back with Baker Mayfield and use that pick uh, see if you can add some more support around it. But, man, they're starting from a good foundation. Yeah, they're definitely starting from a good foundation. And offensively, this is a run-first ball club. And when you have the ability to run with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and that big offensive line moving people off the ball, it's about finding enough complementary weapons on the outside to make it happen. So you don't have Odell Beckham Jr. because you got rid of him. Jarvis Landry, you want if he comes back. So you have to have an established number one receiver on the outside. That's where a guy like Drake London could come into mm. play. Big body, expands the strike zone for Baker Mayfield, gives them a presence as a red zone threat. You've done it with Donovan Peoples-Jones and some of the tight ends kind of doing it by committee, but you need a true number one receiver on the outside to be able to command attention and dominate the one-on-one -on -one matchups on the perimeter. Well, Buck, I like to use visualization. So I like to put myself in Las Vegas. I like to imagine a lot of those Browns fans with their dog masks on right around the stage when they get up there and announce that pick. But it, it's not it's not Drake London who I love. It's Garrett Wilson from the Ohio State University. And can you imagine the Cleveland oh, fans are also Buckeye fans? They will lose their mind. They will be jumping into the fountain. I can promise you that in Las Vegas that will happen. Yeah, look, I mean, we're talking about a team with nine picks. So if they hit that first one out of the park like that, I think you set yourself up for some success uh, for sure with this Cleveland Browns team. And look, it's a really, it's a really talented unit. Figure out the quarterback spot and, you know, make some upgrades. I wouldn't, I also wouldn't mind seeing them try to upgrade a position of strength, like the offensive line, like keeping the depth rolling there, keeping the homegrown talent rolling there, rolling through. Uh, never a bad idea as well. It is time to get back to the Elite Eight here as we uh, enter into this draft pro day combine season and uh, getting closer to free agency as well. But now all of the 32 clubs in the NFL have their head coach. Let's start with, we've already talked about Kevin O'Connell with the Vikings. Let's go through the eight other new head coaches here and kind of assess what it means for this franchise here moving forward. And let's start, DJ, with the New York Giants and the Bills connection moving from western New York down there uh, to, uh, to the New York, New Jersey area. Yeah, Joe Shane coming over there as a general manager and bringing Brian Dayball, both those guys coming from Buffalo. I, I'm fascinated to see how this all comes together. I know one thing, the goal is to get a fair evaluation of Daniel Jones, something they have not been able to do. And the first piece is getting the right head coach and play caller in the mix. Brian Dayball with the success he had with Josh Allen. The hope is he's going to be able to get that out of Daniel Jones, but at least you're going to get a fair evaluation. Then it's up to Joe Shane to try and build this roster around your young quarterback to give him a chance as well. So that's to me, is a, it's a fascinating hire. I see, you can see exactly what they're trying to do. You know, so I'm thinking that Doug Peterson has a great opportunity to jumpstart the Jacksonville Jaguars because it's all about the quarterback. It's about putting together a QB-friendly scheme that allows Trevor Lawrence to play at a high level. The good thing is he has plenty of experience doing it based on his time with the Philadelphia Eagles. We saw him get Carson Wentz up and ready. We saw him make it happen with Nick Foles. We even saw him have a little bit of experience getting it done with Jalen Hurts because of all those things and because he has a knack of being able to meet the quarterback halfway, 
I'm optimistic that the Jaguars offense and their young quarterback will look much different a new and improved version in 2022 and beyond because Doug Peterson is going to help Trevor Lawrence play at a high level. So, guys, I'm going to take you down to Houston here, where for the second straight offseason, the Texans uh, kind of conducting one of the more circuitous coaching searches. Last year, of course, ended up on David Culley. That didn't work. Lasted just one season. Now they kind of bring some continuity back into the mix with Lovey Smith stepping into the head coaching role here, now getting his third opportunity to be an NFL head coach. Uh, having done so previously with the Bears and the Bucks, So bringing some continuity after he was the defensive coordinator last year, they promote him. Um, so look, I, I think it's important here for the Texans and to understand that they wanted to set a vision and they wanted to set a real vision for, you know, with someone that had the experience of having done it before in this league. And I think Lovey Smith, you know, immediately commands respect. I think that's something they obviously saw um, with his interactions with the players and with some of the improvements that that defense made down the stretch in that in, in last season. So I think what you do here is, is you provide some continuity for an organization that, you know, has felt at times, uh, you know, to be one with some major instability, still trying to figure out what happens with Deshaun Watson. But I think Lovey Smith, a steady hand to help guide this ship uh, through some murky waters, if you will. It's funny that you mentioned Lovey Smith because I feel like in Chicago, they're going back to the future by bringing Matt Eberflus in. And what he's going to do is maybe give the Bears the identity that they had when Lovey Smith was there, meaning a turnover-driven, turnover-obsessed defense that sets the tone and the tenor for the rest of the team. When I've talked to Chicago Bears personnel, they talked about they wanted more discipline, more attention to detail, more disruption, where Eberflus is going to bring that as a hustle-hard coach that demands effort and toughness from his team. I think the Chicago Bears and their fans will see a team that looks eerily similar to those mid-2000s teams that used to dominate under Lovey Smith this will be a defensive-led squad with a franchise quarterback that can do a lot with his athleticism. Yeah, it's fascinating how these teams made these decisions with head coaches. You have young quarterback there in Justin Fields. They elect to go on the defensive side of the ball, maybe try and keep score down, take some pressure off of him. Then you go down to Miami, and they hire Mike McDaniel to team him up with Tua Tonga-Vailoa to really try and help him on the offensive side of the ball and see if they can get that thing cranked up. Very efficient last year. We saw the RPO game from Tua, which we had talked about coming out of the draft, and he does that very well. I'm excited to see the creativity of Mike McDaniel coming over from the 49ers, where he's got a reputation as one of the best run game designers. I think that's a way to take some pressure off of Tua. They need to address that offensive line, try and help him out a little bit there. But I'm fascinated to see the creativity that he brings to the table and how that impacts Tua going forward. So from creativity back to continuity here for our next one down in New Orleans where the Saints had to deal with the somewhat sudden departure of Sean Payton and opted for continuity by bringing defensive coordinator Dennis Allen into the head coaching role. Now kind of similar to what we saw with the Texans and Lovey Smith. Difference is that Dennis Allen had guided one of the best defenses in football the last couple of years, and I don't expect that to change with him uh, now stepping into the head coaching role vacated by Sean Payton. So the interesting thing is they're still trying to figure out what they're doing at quarterback here. So how they do that, how they mend um, and patch things up with Michael Thomas, who our Ian Rappaport had mentioned uh, kind of during Super Bowl week, things were trending in the right direction there with the team and with Michael Thomas. 
So there are some non-defensive issues that Dennis Allen needs to deal with now as the head coach and uh, certainly hoping that here in his second opportunity uh, has a better shot to do that second opportunity being a head coach after it didn't work out uh, with the Raiders. So Dennis Allen in New Orleans, continuity on the defensive side of the ball, still some things to figure out there franchise-wide. Now, I'll be honest, if you guys saw my report cards uh, in high school and college in math, you, you would say I'm not qualified to talk about the salary cap issues that the New Orleans Saints are presented with. They, they've got some complex issues to work around there. It's going to be a fascinating offseason for them. Uh, all right, I'm going to go to the Raiders and what they did and bring in Josh McDaniels. By the way, bold move on my part to go McDaniel and McDaniels and to successfully wow. not screw that up. That was, not uh, I'm proud of myself. Uh, but Josh McDaniels, guys, one of the things I'm fascinated there is him with Derek Carr. It's always fun when you get the quarterback and the play caller. I think that's a pretty good match when you look at Carr's skill set, being able to make quick decisions, get the ball out of your hand, be accurate with the football. Those are things that that Patriot offense that Josh McDaniels has been running forever really highlight and feature. So I think that's a good fit. And let's be honest, if there was a dating service between a player and a coach, Hunter Renfro and Josh McDaniels would have been a 100% match. Like they, they were put on this earth to be together. I cannot wait to see what that looks like. Look, man, it's funny you talk about match made in heaven. You're talking about dating apps and, and what we can do to put people together. I think part of the reason why the Denver Broncos wanted Nathaniel Hackett to be the head coach is because they want him to work a miracle like he worked in Jacksonville with Blake Bortles. We don't know who the quarterback for the Denver Broncos is going to be, but maybe there's an inkling that maybe Nathaniel Hackett can get the best out of Drew Locke or whoever is the quarterback. When you look That's at not the Drew work Locke. they did with Blake Bortles back in 2017, but I'm just saying, like what they did in 2017 with Blake Bortles, they made wine out of water. That, that guy on the screen is not Drew Locke, Bucky. That's that that's going. Aaron Rodgers. That's not that's not that's Aaron I mean, Rodgers. What are you what are you saying? Oh, here? look, new newsflash. Pop culture update. I don't think that's in, in, in the mix anymore because Aaron Rodgers and his fiance had a breakup. He may not be wanting to go to the West Coast and live in Denver anymore. So now we're going to talk about Drew Locke and others. Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay and kind of licks his womb and find, and plots his next move. So that's why I'm saying that Drew Locke and whoever is going to be the quarterback as opposed to Aaron Rodgers because he's smarting from a very difficult breakup that he experienced over the weekend. Okay, I mean, I, I think that's fair. There's some geographic issues there that we'll have to deal with, but I think, uh, <laughs> look, the, the Broncos, whether it's Drew Locke or Aaron Rodgers, I mean, look, at nine, they could very well get the first quarterback off the board uh, right there this, in this year's draft. So maybe that's something, uh, of course, something that we'll be talking about here in the next few weeks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. That uh, was one of our favorite segments all season long, our rookie report cards. We gave them out to each of the rookies who were starting games throughout the course of the regular season, which I think ended up being a lot more rookie quarterbacks getting significant action than we had really anticipated. But uh, this was fun. And so now it's kind of the culmination of all of those grades here, guys. So. Bucky, as you uh, had uh, all year long, Trevor Lawrence, you were following him this past year's number one overall pick. Certainly some ups and downs there. Where do we land with Trevor Lawrence's final grade? So we can give Trevor Lawrence a C- minus for his efforts. And some of it is not his own fault. Like, he was dealing with a mess down in Jacksonville with the head coach and all the turmoil that he had to deal with. But I would say the best thing that came out of this is watching Trevor Lawrence mature as the leader of the franchise. And if you're a Jaguars fan, if you're a Jaguars official, what you're hopeful of is that he matches up with Doug Peterson. They find a way to kind of meet in the middle when it comes to what he knows and what he likes to do offensively. And that enables the number one overall pick to really go and have a major jump in year two as he settles in at the position. All right, I'm going to keep things moving here, guys. Uh, I'm going to get to Zach Wilson with the Jets and his report card. And I, I'm going to give him a grade of a C. I don't think he started off as a C, probably below that, but I, he did see some improvement from him throughout the year, specifically with decision-making. Now, the accuracy does need to improve. You see the little sticker there on the report card, a little time for summer school. He just got to get his feet back dialed in. If he can get his feet dialed in and, and his work in the offseason, I don't know if he's going to go back and work with John Beck again or not, but uh, just cleaning some of that up, that will impact his accuracy going forward. And Hopefully they can keep some of those skill position guys healthy. Uh, a lot of those guys were hurt down the stretch. Guys... Time for Mac Jones. 
And for Mac, we had some fun, uh, you know, throwing out these grades all season long. And yeah, Mac, an A minus. I think kind of surprised everybody with how fluidly and how smooth he was in taking control of this Patriots offense and doing exactly what Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick asked him to do each and every week. That's why you see the franchise fit note there on the left-hand side. The summer school part of this thing for Mac Jones, guys, is elevate. Elevate your game. Elevate your potential to make big plays within the framework of this offense. Elevate the guys around you. Uh, to continue to help your offense make those big plays. And then I think down the stretch, while he was good most of the season with limiting turnovers, down the stretch, ball kind of got away a little bit uh, and got into the hands of the opposing defenses. So let's take care of the football a bit more, but still finding ways to create more of those big plays. He's got that capability. Just time now to just kind of elevate a couple of the, the other aspects of the game. Hey, Buck, I don't know if you saw it, but Rhett, you know, was down in Cabo, just getting a little R&R, &R, getting a little vacation time. And I yeah. thought, you know what? Most guys go on the beach and they just have their bathing suit on. He was wearing his Mac Jones Pro Bowl jersey. I it thought was that weird. was a little yeah. extra. It was <laughs> a little odd, sunburn, but you know? that's just, yes. you know, that's how he was. <laughs> Who's up next? Very, very much so. Take it, Buck. Look, I, I, I have it here. I have it here, and I just know if I was back in school, I want Rhett to be my teacher. Yes! So I'm going to take over, and I'm going to show Trey Lance what a real teacher would do. So I'm looking at Trey Lance, and I'm trying to figure out what grade to give. And right now, I'm going to give him an incomplete because he doesn't he didn't log enough snaps for us to really do a true assessment on what he is and what he could be at the next level. So Trey Lance needs more reps. He needs more work. He also needs a little summer school so we can figure out what his final grade will be and see if he's eligible to participate next year in class. If he was in Red's class, he would have an A just because Red gives out all A's. That's the only grade that I think he has in his letter grade board. You just wait. No, I, I think that's accurate. By the way, no group projects next year for Trey Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo ain't going to be there, so it's going to be all his. Uh, let's keep it rolling with Justin Fields. I give Justin Fields a C+. Um, you know, some of the things that jump out when you watched him, I mean, look, the arm strength is absolutely real. I would like to see him use his athleticism even a little bit more than he did be a little more aggressive with his legs because we know what he can do there. Um, I just want to see a little uptick in the urgency. And I think that's going to come with a little more confidence, getting a little more comfortable at the NFL level. I think you'll see him play a little bit faster. Um, but man, it's uh, it's exciting times there for the Bears because you saw in glimpses those flashes of what Justin Fields can do. Guys, I don't know that we expected to see a ton of Davis Mills this season for the Houston Texans, but he certainly took this offense and took the opportunity by the horns <clears throat> down in Houston. I guess that's something we could say. Wow. Uh, we're going to give him a B <laughs> minus here, guys. And I think there's one thing we can all agree on is that Davis Mills was the most improved rookie quarterback out of this entire bunch. Look, it wasn't pretty when he started, but again, he wasn't getting a lot of those first-team reps. That was all Tyrod Taylor uh, during training camp, and then Tyrod goes down week two. He's forced into the action, and it you know, went 0-6, more interceptions than touchdowns. But then when they gave him the opportunity to settle things back down, get a little bit more comfortable within the framework of the offense, then send him back out for the final five games, his final five starts, Got a nine touchdown to two interception TD to INT ratio. His passer rating went up by more than 20 points from the first stretch as a starter. And I think really benefited from both the early experience and that time in the middle where he got to watch and see how things really developed and really put all that to good use. I think there's a lot of hope for Davis Mills in Houston, something that franchise certainly desperately needs. Okay, here's how it looks. Our rookie report card finale 
we've got a couple of C's, guys. Three C's, and then why am I the only one with A's and B's? What's this? <laughs> I, I, feel, I, I feel like you guys uh, might have been just a little bit rough, a little bit harsh with some of those grades. Jeez. Look at the numbers. I mean, the numbers. Hey, wait, wait, look, we didn't take the test. We just grade the test. It's a Scantron. Come on. Well, what I didn't give you on the numbers was that, um, you know, in case you, you didn't know before, Mac Jones was better than a, a certain guy named Tom Brady in their first season starting um, in a lot of those categories. If you really want to go by numbers, I felt like the A-minus was pretty justified. I don't yes, disagree. agree is the right word. I don't disagree. It's fine. And now, time to send the Steelers into the body shop. Yes, we're back with the body shop here on Move the Sticks, looking at the rest of the AFC North. And, Bucky, going to start here with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We talked about how they're overhauling the defensive coaching staff a bit. Brian Flores, Terrell Austin, assuming new roles now within that franchise. They've got six picks outside of the compensatory pick formula and the 10th most cap space in the league right now, Bucky, uh, what's priority number one for this franchise? Um, you know, obviously with Ben Roethlisberger now gone as their starting quarterback. Well, I mean, like quarterback is obviously <laughs> going to be the number one thing that the Pittsburgh Steelers have to resolve, whether they believe it's in the building with Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins, whether it's out of the building and they have to use draft capital or free agents, they have to fix the quarterback situation. That said, I still think they need to continue to work on finding a playmaker on the outside. I know Deontay Johnson went to the Pro Bowl. He was their number one receiver by a wide margin, but they need better on the perimeter. That's either getting Chase Claypool to play better or finding a difference maker in the draft that can give them that steady Eddie production on the outside and over the middle of the field. This is a team that has routinely found receivers outside of the first round and had a, a ton of success developing them. It has to be a playmaker somewhere in the draft that becomes a big-time contributor in the offense this season. Well, guys, to kind of use the college football term here, I think they're going to have to go to the transfer portal to get their quarterback. I don't think their quarterback is currently on campus. And I, I, to me, I look at the options that they have. You can pull out some interesting free agents, but everything I heard down at the Senior Bowl, everybody and their mother expects Malik Willis, if he's there, to be the pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's very rare at this time of year you can connect a prospect with a team with much accuracy, but, man, everybody in the league sees this coming. And to me, it looks like them almost kind of mirroring their franchise and their team off of a team in their division with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. You, have, you, you load up, you have a really good defense, you've got an athletic quarterback who can create, make some things happen. He's got upside as a passer. You think there's more room for him to grow there. Um, but would bring some excitement. And when you've got so many defensive-minded folks in that building, man, a, a quarterback that can run, shrink the game, uh, just don't turn the ball over, they, they sign up for that. I've seen this before in Pittsburgh because years ago, a little playmaking quarterback, Cordell Stewart, slash had some success with Bill Cowher. They were able to go to an AFC championship game, kind of relying on a formula that is similar to the one that you're alluding to, DJ. So maybe, just maybe, they turn back the clock and find a way to get it done with an athletic quarterback in the, in the fall. Steelers GM Kevin Colbert uh, saying, uh, as a matter of fact, today that, look, if we had to start today, if we had to roll out a team today, Mason Rudolph would be their starter 5-4-1 in his nine starts in his previous career. But, yeah, maybe gives them the luxury then of having that young quarterback uh, to not pressure him into a starting situation if need be. Okay, guys, let's keep the body shop rolling here, and let's welcome in – the Baltimore Ravens into the body shop here. And uh, DJ, again, this is a team where, like, if they get a G if they at least get healthy, I feel like it's a, it's yeah. a playoff team again, right? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. They have got to get healthy. They missed so many key pieces. And really, Ronnie Stanley uh, being healthy is going to be huge for them. Running back. They still need to address that offensive line. Uh, they're going to lose some guys in free agency. I believe Bozeman's a free agent as well. Uh, so the ability to get healthy, as you see this list of key players that miss games, address that offensive line, um, and maybe getting a little bit younger along that defensive front, those would be some of the priorities for this team in the offseason. Yeah, DJ, they certainly have to get healthy. They have to reexamine everything when it comes to dealing with their players, strength and conditioning, schedule, practice schedule, all those things. But the number one priority for the Ravens has to be getting Lamar Jackson back on track. He needs to play at an MVP level for this offense to really flourish. He didn't do that a season ago. Yes, he made some improvements at time as a passer, but we didn't see the special Lamar Jackson. The Ravens have to find a way to make that Jackson come back. I think that has to be the number one offseason project, getting Lamar Jackson to play at an MVP level again. I think it's the most complex contract negotiation that we have right now in this offseason. Teams looking to you know, shell out big deals. Lamar Jackson serving as his own agent. That can get a little bit uncomfortable uh, dealing there with Eric DaCosta, general manager of the Ravens, and then trying to assess the value of him and how he plays the game and how long do you want to commit into the future. I mean, it's a tricky one. That's going to be a very delicate situation for them in the offseason. Yeah, and Buck, uh, DJ, you had Trevor Penning, the Northern Iowa offensive tackle, as the Ravens selection in your first mock draft. It certainly makes sense seeing some of the injuries that they've had to deal with as they may have to shuffle some pieces along that front to keep those guys dominant, to keep that a big part of what they do on offense moving forward. Great day down in New Orleans Saturday at the HBCU Legacy Bowl. Patrick Mahomes on hand as an honorary captain in the game featuring the top draft eligible players from historically black colleges and universities and pitted Team Gaither, named after Florida A&M University coaching great Jake Gaither, against Team Robinson, which of course is named after Grambling State coaching legend Eddie Robinson. And uh, Team Gaither with the win, 22 to six down at Yeoman Stadium in New Orleans. Bucky Brooks, uh, part of all of it there uh, and a part of the broadcast team uh, for our production of it here on NFL Network. Bucky, uh, your, your thoughts on what you saw down from the week in New Orleans. Look, it was a great opportunity for a lot of HBCU players and coaches to kind of network and showcase their talents in front of NFL personnel. And there were a couple guys that stood out while you're watching the practices. Aquil Glass, the quarterback from Alabama A&M, came down there with a lot of hype. And he certainly delivered during the practice week, had the best arm of anyone in attendance. He has the ability to really put up big time throws. And you've seen throughout his time in Alabama and AM with 12,000 passing yards, 109 touchdowns. He's a big time gamer. And then the other guy that stood out was Deshaun Dixon, edge rusher from Norfolk State, long, 6'5, 260 pounds. You see the first step quickness and burst. He's one of those guys who has the rare ability to turn speed into power. With 14 and a half sacks, 24 and a half tackles for loss, he is someone that is squarely on the radar of NFL scouts. Yeah, everybody's trying to find pass rushers, and this is such a deep group. But when you can match up the production with the athleticism, it gets a lot of teams excited. Uh, DJ, I know uh, when, when we chat about the prospects that you've been watching, you know, every now and then you, know, you flip on a tape and, you know, <laughs> something might not generally pop out, um, you know, with every player. But then every now and then, you get one where you're like, whoa, and it's it's like a little espresso shot, right? And so for this uh, new segment, we're, we're calling In the Sticks, right? So you're essentially, you're trying, I don't know if it's the opposite of seeing the forest through the trees, but you found a prospect <laughs> you love here. Uh, and uh, let's start with today's edition down in Western Michigan. Yeah, just a little off the path, right? And out there in the sticks. So I'm going to go Sky Moore. Uh, two wise, by the way. I love that. Sky Moore is... 
He's got, he's from the Mac. He gave me a, a little bit of an Antonio Brown vibe uh, in terms of on the field. I'm talking about fully, fully uh, clothed in his uniform. Um, he's got outstanding stop, start quickness. He tracks the ball. Well, he's tough. He's a ready-made slot receiver. So to me, um, he's one of the more interesting wide receivers. I think he's probably going to go uh, late day two, maybe even sneaks into day three, but going to be an outstanding pro who has a great fit there as a slot. And one of the reasons why he's been so productive is because he's a worker. He's a grinder, much like Bucky and myself. Rhett, on the other hand, in the in the middle of our crunch season where Bucky and I are just trying to make things work. I mean, we are out here and we are in Cabo. <laughs> yeah. We're probably enjoying there, some huh? beverages, yeah. hey, man. Um, a <laughs> little a bit lot, sunburned. I mean, hashtag margaritas, hashtag Mexico travel. I'm, you know, Don't I'm hashtag, hashtag move tight end. I'm hashtag combo, you know, interior <laughs> offensive lineman. It's just a different life we lead. That's all. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's because I just I was grinding a little bit more and needed just oh. a couple of days to then yeah. just settle everything back down so I can. Gr- I can't tell if you whitened your teeth or got that much sun. I, it's one of the two. Yeah, a little little bit of both. Stay away from the organic <laughs> sunscreen. Let me just. Uh, it's a scam. All right, <laughs> that's it for us here on Move the Sticks. Uh, we'll see you next week, guys. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.